you're listening to Adulthood Academy. I'm your host, Angela Hatchie. This community is a resource for all those adulthood things many of us were never formally taught. That's all the stuff from learning to handle your finances to navigating different relationships. It's all in here. I've spent years working to figure out adulthood, feeling like I was shooed out into the world wholly underprepared. Since then, I've gotten myself out of debt and prepared myself financially for my future, learned to cook and bake pretty good stuff, and learned to start saying important things out loud in all kinds of relationships. There is far more ahead to learn than there is behind, and that's what I'm here for, to foster this community of perpetual go-getters who are working to fulfill their potential in every facet of life. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get in there. Hey, hey, you guys, welcome to another episode. Hopefully the audio sounds good on here. I'm recording in my living room. Instead, I have a puppy in my lap who fell asleep and got to get it done, you know, so I'm going to record this here. I think the audio should be fine. Anyway, I hope you guys got your October budget sorted out. It's still early in the month, so if you haven't done that yet, take some time to do it now. I just did an Instagram story yesterday all about how I set up my budget. It literally takes less than 10 minutes and it helps me feel so much more confident about my spending and saving for the month and feel like I actually have a plan for that money instead of just like it disappearing. So if you need to check that out, you can go find it on Instagram. I save it in the highlights to like budget setup, I think is the highlight name and you can check that out. But honestly, it is going to be such a game changer for your finances and we're only one day into the month. So there's plenty of time to get it set up for this month and feel good about your money. If you need help, you can always DM me or send me an email and I'm happy to help you. And what else did I wanna update you guys on? Oh, I'm opening up my spot for my budget intensive in about a week or so. It's just where I spend one-on-one time with you. You have Voxer access. Voxer's like basically a messaging app where you can like do voice notes and stuff. And you have a whole month of Voxer access to me We have two meetings together. I'll go over your budget point by point, help you set it up, get organized and all that. And it's been amazing for the people that have done it. So I would love, love, love to get you in that spot. There's only one spot available for this month. What else? I, okay, here's the other thing. I have been feeling very cooped up lately. And I think that's probably very relatable to a lot of people. You know, I haven't been on vacation. I am Prior to really getting into my business, I did a lot of traveling and I haven't been on a trip in, I think, two or three years. I know that's like not really not that long in the grand scheme of things, but I've been really, really itching to get out into the world and go explore. And um, I haven't even been on like a camping trip, like it never worked out. And we planned to go to Yellowstone this summer and, you know, coronavirus happened and the whole ordeal, right? So yesterday I woke up and I just had like, this urge, this thought had just like taken a hold of me and I couldn't get out of my head. And I have, Paris is my favorite city in the world. And I really have been wanting to go back for a long time. So I'm planning a trip next year to go there. And I couldn't even sleep last night because I was so excited about it. I just got up and looked at pictures for like an hour because I'm just so happy about it and so happy to like get back out into the world. Hopefully things are back to normal by then. I have travel insurance and the whole shebang. So if we have to cancel or reschedule, that's fine. But I just have to have something to look forward to and to plan and to like, you know, it helps me stay motivated also in like regular life, but also financially. Because if I'm going to like splurge on something, I'm like, no, 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 no. I would rather buy 700 chocolate croissants in France than buy whatever this is. So 
it helps you stay motivated in that sense also towards a savings goal. So I'm really excited about that. And uh, I'm just hoping everything goes back to normal fairly soon. I know everybody's, you know, feeling it right now, feeling cooped up and especially if you're homeschooling kids. So I hope that it hasn't been too rough for you. I know it's different circumstances for everyone, but um, that's where I'm at right now. Okay, let's get into this episode for today, which is all about couples finance, which is so, so important. And if you are in a long-term relationship, I will tell you, it's going to be one of the most important conversations that you have. And you're not going to only have to have this conversation once. I feel that it's going to be an ongoing conversation and kind of just like a topic that you need to create this um, kind of like good vibes around, right? Because most of the problem with money in relationships is that nobody wants to talk about it. And it's kind of like, oh, let's just pretend like we are doing great with our money and no one wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to blame the other person or they do want to blame the other person. It just becomes a mess so quickly. And I will also tell you upfront that money or finances is like, I think the number one or the number two reason for people getting divorced or for breaking up. So with that in mind, we can really think about how important having these conversations around money are because it can literally help keep you together. So if you're in a relationship right now that you're like, wow, I would love to have this person in my life for like as long as I live, it's going to be super important for you to sit down and have a conversation about it and figure out what you guys are going to do about it. So let's first talk about why it's important, right? I just told you most people, most couples break up because of finances. That could be for a variety of reasons. I will just talk about a few right now so you can start to get an idea of the impact that money can have in your relationship. So let's say somebody makes way more money than the other person. That right off the bat can create a lot of tension in the relationship because then it's like, okay, well, who's paying for what? Are we splitting things equally? Are we doing it percentage wise based on like you make 30% more than me, so you're going to pay percentage wise you know, more than I do. Basically like taxes, right? <laughs> or are we going to split things evenly and then I'll just be like short on money if I'm making less money than you? Like how is that going to work if somebody's making way more money than the other person? Now let's talk about if somebody is a spender and a saver in the relationship, right? Then we get into the territory of like somebody is being, you know, like blamed and they have guilt trips around them, around their spending, um, especially if like you have a joint bank account, right? And you're not having conversations about money, then you're not really on the same page of like, okay, we spend this much on our food every month. We spend this much on like impulsive Amazon purchases every month. We don't use our credit card. And just having like those fundamental money values that you guys can both stick to is super important because if somebody's like, I'd like to spend money and somebody's like, I love to save money, then it's going to create that tension in your life, right? Because it's a fundamental difference in how you view money and how you use money. So having similar money values, I think is very important for like the longevity of your relationship. Even if you don't necessarily think exactly the same about money as your partner does, it's still important to have the conversation to learn what their values are around money so that you can at least try to come to an understanding and compromise on these topics, right? If you just never talk about it, and never figure out like, okay, do they value saving for things in advance? Or are they more of like an impulse buyer where it's just like, oh, I saw something and I bought it on credit and we'll worry about it later. Like that's a very important thing to know about somebody if you're going to be in a relationship with them for a long time. And honestly, it might be a make or break, right? Because it's one of the most cited reasons for people breaking up. So if you differ 
on every aspect of money, on saving, on spending, on credit cards, on taking out loans for stuff, you're going to have to have more conversations than people who are generally on the same page, right? So that's what the whole point of this conversation is, is like, let's work out what your values are and how we can kind of come to a compromise or understand each other so that we can work through it. And the way that I tell people to frame this conversation, the way that I frame this conversation is not like, let's have a money talk because I don't trust you with our money. So the very first time that we talked about money, I tried to frame it as you are this important to me that it would be stupid for money to come in between us and break us up, right? That's how I have to frame it. And that's how I recommend other people to frame it instead of like going into a conversation or going into a relationship and talking about money as like, okay, we have to talk about this because you're bad with money and I'm good with money and you're the saver and I'm the spender and whatever it is, right? The point of having a conversation about it is so that each person feels understood. We're not coming into the conversation as like, I'm going to win this conversation. How often does that work out well for us? Almost never, right? So if you're going to have this conversation, I want to say upfront, frame the conversation, have it in a way, or just say it out loud, right? Like go into the conversation, say, hey, I would love to talk about money with you because, because you are so important to me because it would be dumb if money broke us up or came between us. Um, and I want to kind of iron out those details before it becomes a problem, right? And that's how you address that problem. And that's how you begin to build this foundation of like, we always talk about money. We're working on getting on the same page. We have similar savings goals. And I'm going to get into this in just a moment about like how to actually make that happen, right? But I just want to start out with like, that's the goal of the conversation. And that's how you can frame it to be in like a positive light instead of like an attack of let's talk about money because you're bad with money <laughs> is not going to end well for either of you, okay? So first, let's talk about how do you get on the same page, right? If you have completely differing values or you just don't know what that person's values are, right? Because that's generally how relationships work. You have to slowly figure out, okay, do they value putting things on credit card because they want to earn points? Do they value saving for things months in advance? Um, you don't figure those things out like right off the bat. Generally, you have to have a conversation about it or that situation has to come up that you're like, okay, this person values saving in advance for this and paying for it in cash whatever it is, right? So how do you get to that point where you each understand each other, where you sit with money? A lot of people don't want to talk about it, right? Because money is generally a very personal topic because most of our money values come from our family or how we were raised or how we viewed money growing up or how we view it now. So it can be a touchy subject. So how do you start to bring it up in a conversation? I've got a couple good suggestions for you. The very first and something that Kevin and I did was listen to podcasts together. So when I started getting serious about my money and starting to like, you know, regularly budget, figure out how I'm going to save for retirement, figure out how to make more money, all that stuff, right? It was a very long learning process, four or five years, right? At the very beginning, I told Kevin, had a conversation at the very beginning of this, you know, journey, I guess, of this is the year that I'm going to start working on my money. Are you interested in like doing that with me or... Like, do you feel that that's important to you at this stage of life? Okay, that was the very first thing. And then occasionally we started listening to podcasts together, right? We're on the road together. We've listened to, um, Dave Ramsey has a podcast. We would listen to Dave Ramsey podcast. And it naturally brings up conversation, right? Because he has people calling in who have different life situations. And you can kind of talk about those things and just bring it up casually in conversation of like, wow, that person is $100,000 in debt. Like, let's talk about that. 
or here are my thoughts on that. You know, it doesn't need to be like a formal conversation, right? It's not a dissertation of, I listened to episode 875 of this episode and here are my thoughts. It just has to be like a casual conversation so that you can learn these, your person's values and thoughts surrounding money, right? It's a great way to do it. It's a great way to start out. Just put on a podcast of like something surrounding money, something surrounding personal finance. Put on this podcast. I don't care. Use this as your launching point of like, let's talk about your values on debt in a casual way, right? Like I can't emphasize that enough. It just needs to be like a casual way to start to like dig into what they value when it comes to money. The next one is books, right? So another thing we did was like, I was reading a book on investing. I was reading a book on retirement, on personal finance. And then I would say like, you know, obviously we're talking throughout the day. We're talking at the end of the day and I'm talking about this book that I'm reading. And then that way you can start to bring up stuff of like, yeah, this author says to do this with my money, or this is a good option for retirement. What do you think about that? Just because you're kind of like planting the seed, right? You're at the very beginning of this, um, starting to talk about money in your relationship, making it more normal. So as you bring it up in casual conversation, again, of like, yeah, I'm reading this book. I thought those were really interesting. Um, this is my personal finance kind of situation. And I think I might apply it, or I think I might not apply it. What do you think about it? And it just makes it so it's not, again, like a conversation that you're having that is very tense, right? It's not like we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about our money. Let's get some feelers out there and see where you lie on these issues, right? And the third option, which I think is more like you're further down the line, you kind of understand each other um, in terms of like what you each think about money is to have money dates. So especially if you have joint finances, right? or you're married, or you're in a long-term relationship, and you kind of like share expenses, I think it's really important to sit down and have like money dates. So an example of a money date would be like, once a week, we're going to sit down and kind of figure out where we're spending our money for the month, where we where we've like put our savings for this month, especially right, because couples generally like save for stuff together, not necessarily like, let's save for a house together or something big right away, right? Sometimes you're saving for like, maybe you moved in together and you need to buy furniture. That is a great opportunity to kind of learn how that person deals with money, right? Because if you're the only person contributing to the new furniture fund, you're going to have an issue when you're trying to save for a house, right? Because that is an example of how that person values saving in advance for something or to equally putting in money for something that you are jointly saving for, right? If you are buying furniture for your house and you are... 99% funding all the furniture, that's going to be an issue in your relationship, right? So sitting down and having those money dates of like, okay, what expenses are coming up? Do we want to buy a dog, right? We just bought a dog. The dog was $1,000 for this pug puppy. That's a lot of money. So if you are saving for something, you want to get a dog, you want to get a cat, you want to get furniture, you need some new dishes that are going to be expensive, whatever it is, that is a great opportunity to, to talk about at a money date where you can make it enjoyable. And that's what I tell people who are kind of having coming up against this kind of like friction in the relationship when it comes to money. I'm like, okay, we'll have a money date. Sit down once a week and talk about your money. Make it a fun experience, right? Because again, I said, you don't want to come to these conversations as being like combative or accusing the other person of being bad with money or save spending too much or whatever it is. You want to go into it as like, this is an opportunity for us to like strengthen not only this relationship, but also to kind of like forward our finances together, which is amazing. So the way that you can make this enjoyable is like, let's say you have your money date every Friday or every other Friday. 
make a nice dinner. So you can make a nice dinner, you can have some wine, you can have some whiskey, you can make a treat. And it literally doesn't have to be like an hour long. It can be 10 minutes of just like, let's sit down and get on the same page here and make it enjoyable. Don't make it something that the other person dreads or that you dread every single week, right? It needs to be something that you guys can both look forward to. And the last point I kind of wanted to talk about is what sort of money values I think are important to understand about your partner. There will never be a time in either of your lives that I can foresee in the future that money will not be something that impacts your life. In fact, money impacts your life on such a broad spectrum of things that we don't necessarily take into consideration. So it could be something from like, okay, what are, what are your student loan debts, right? Do you have a car payment? Are we going to buy a house or rent a house? What kind of house? How much money do we want to spend on the house? And it can be something like retirement. It could be like, okay, what are your values surrounding retirement? What do you want your retirement to look like? What is your ideal picture of retirement? Are you currently contributing to retirement? What kind of retirement account do you have? These things don't need to be like taboo subjects, right? It's just money. It's just paper in an account somewhere. So the more that you can normalize these conversations in your relationship and understand how they value things is really important, especially in regards to debt and how they think about credit cards because so many couples get into financial trouble and they, are ha they have such a hard time digging it out. So understanding their philosophy on debt, on credit cards, on saving for things in advance, on retirement. Um, I would start asking questions about if you guys are planning on having kids, a great conversation would be, okay, is somebody going to stay home with kids? Are we going to hire a nanny? Are we going to send them to daycare? Are we going to send them to private school? Are we going to send them to public school? Those things are really important to talk about too, because right, they cost money and a lot of it. So you don't want it to be a surprise when you're like, oh, we have a kid and we haven't talked about what we're going to do with this kid or how we're going to pay for it or how much this is going to cost us. And if somebody's staying home, a lot of feelings can get hurt and um, kind of like misunderstandings can happen if you don't have these conversations ahead of time. Another thing that I would love for you to talk about in your relationship is, are you going to take care of your older parents? This is something that not a lot of people I feel talk about enough because it costs a lot of money, right? I did it with my dad and my siblings uh, did it as well. So we all kind of chipped in. It is of course like a life altering thing. Um, you know, I had to quit my job. I didn't have to quit my job. I chose to quit my job. My sister had to relocate. My brother um, was working cause he had to work and he helped us when he could. He helped us financially and he helped us with his time. And just having those conversations of like, this is something that's going to be coming up in both of your lives. It can be expensive. It can cause, you know, some tension in your relationship and in your own professional career, right? So obviously if you're like young, you don't necessarily need to have a super serious conversation about it if you're like, you know, in your 20s or 30s. But I think it is an important conversation to at least know their values about, right? Because I know that Kevin is going to want to take care of his mom when he gets, when she gets older. And he knows that I'm going to want to take care of my mom and my stepdad when they get older. We both understand that. And we both know that that's going to be something that's coming up, obviously like, you know, decades down the line, but still just having like, Oh, let's have a quick conversation about it. Um, what are your plans? Are you planning on, right? Cause I think a lot of kids assume that their parents have like 
some giant savings account that's going to take care of them when their parents are older. And generally that's not the case, right? Um, for an example, my stepdad's mom is in like a, she's in right assisted living basically. The assisted living costs, I think five grand a month. She had some of the money, but she doesn't have some giant bank account just sitting there waiting for, you know, when she needs assisted living. So understanding that as you go into a relationship of like, I just assume that the, the parents and the, um, that the parents in our relationship is, don't have that money. And so I plan on taking that on as they get older. And so that's something that we understand about each other and our future, right? And just the very last note I talked about earlier, like starting to save for small things together in your relationship can be so helpful for you because it will help you understand how that person views money, how they value saving for things. So I talked about maybe you can save for furniture together if you're moving in together. Maybe you need to save for your wedding or your honeymoon or going on vacation. Those are great opportunities to learn how that person thinks about money and values money. So I would start there, start small, say, let's save for this thing together and let's see how that works out. If I'm the only one contributing, then that brings up another conversation, right? And it sort of gives you an indication, right, of how it's going to be on a larger scale. The biggest problem people have is they don't think about these things and they don't want to have a conversation about it because sometimes it's uncomfortable and the other person doesn't want to talk about it and there's tension, all that shit, right? So we can, if we can do it like in a smaller scale before we jump to like, now we're saving for a $500,000 house together and shit's hitting the fan, right? Because I'm the only one contributing to our down payment fund, right? We don't want to get there and have skipped all the other stuff in between. We don't want to go from zero to a hundred of like, yeah, I love this person. We're going to spend forever together, but oh, now we're saving for a house and I'm the only one contributing and this person doesn't value saving for anything and they're just a spender and they're going into debt and now I'm married to them. So I'm taking on this debt also, right? It spirals out of control so fast. And we just kind of like, I don't want to say let this happen to us, but it's become so normal for it to happen in people's relationships, right? Number one, number two reason for people getting divorced or breaking up because nobody wants to talk about it and nobody wants to actually deal with these issues before you're to the point of like in extreme debt and you can't afford your house payment anymore and it gets like way out of control. Okay, so remember as you approach these conversations, remember it's from a place of this person is so important to me that I wanna have these conversations ahead of time. I wanna make this a normal part of my relationship. And I can honestly tell you, since we've done this, since Kevin and I have done this, our relationship has been great, right? Because it's not like tension around money. It's each of us coming to it as like, I'm going to help you with this, you're gonna help me with that. We have an understanding about how we view money. We have similar values around it so that whenever we're saving for something, right? We're gonna be saving for this trip together. Um, we have an understanding, we have like a system in place. Okay, this is what it's going to cost. Are you gonna pay me every week? Are you gonna pay me every month? How are we gonna do this? How are we gonna save for it together? Um, are we gonna split it 50-50? Like we have it all worked out already. We just bought it yesterday. And because we've ingrained money conversations into our relationship and made it a topic that's not like no touchy, right? Then it makes it so easy because we just booked the plane tickets last night and started planning it. And we already had our conversation about money and how it's going to work. So it can be that easy, but you have to kind of put in that work and the thought beforehand before you're like in deep shit. So start having those conversations. Remember to come to it from a point of like understanding and love, right? You obviously love this person. So 
um, having money, something as stupid as paper come in between you guys is kind of silly if you can avoid it and kind of start early on those conversations. The last thing I wanted to tell you guys is I have a couple's finance worksheet, which kind of like prompt, helps prompt these conversations, um, which I will link. I have it in my Instagram uh, profile. It's in the link and you can just like get it in. You just put your email in and then I'll just automatically send it to you. But it basically just like helps facilitate this conversation. If you've never had a conversation about money and you want, you guys both want to be in this relationship for a long time, it's a great place to start because it helps you guys have that conversation. It literally asks on the paper of, are you in debt? How much debt are you in? Do you have any assets? Uh, what are your values around debt? Do you plan on saving for things in advance? Do you plan on taking care of your parents when you get older? Do you plan on paying for your kid's college, right? That's another one too that people don't want to talk about. It's like, I'm sorry, but college is a fuckload of money. Are you going to plan on paying for that together? Are you planning on not saving any money for that and having that conversation in advance too? So if you guys want to grab that, it's free. It's just sitting there. So if you want to grab it, you can. Um, and I will link it also in the show notes for this episode as well. So you can just grab it from the description. Um, and that's it. So get in there, do your budget for this month, and then have a conversation with your significant other about money and start there and start with um, small conversations, bring it up casually. I don't know how many times I've said that in this episode, but bring it up, listen to some podcasts together and just start like chipping away, right? It's not something that's going to happen overnight of like, woo, we had our one money conversation. Now we're a hundred percent on the same page. Um, and we understand everything about each other and what we value when it comes to debt and taking care of our parents and paying for college and all this stuff. Um, it's not going to happen overnight, right? We, I've been working on this for four or five years. And, um, it's, it's been like a multi-year process of like, let's just chip away and start making this conversation more normal. Let's chip away at our thoughts around debt and credit cards. And let's just like slowly start building this foundation of making money and talking about money, a regular part of our relationship. So good luck. If you guys need some more pointers or tips, you can always DM me and make sure you grab your couple's financial worksheet, um, and get started. Okay. And I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. It's going to be finally cool here, which I'm so happy about. I feel like summer has dragged on for 400 years and I'm not a hot weather person. So I'm really excited for some fall weather and uh, I'm going to go play with my puppy this weekend. So I hope you guys have a great weekend and you had an amazing week and I will see you on the next episode. <laughs>